Oh, well, guess what? You're listening to Comedy Film Nerds episode 478. It's going to go down smooth today, Graham. <laughs> I appreciate that. I came in yeah. big announcer voice, yeah. and then you came in, it's going to go down smooth like it's a beer beer commercial. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's going to be satisfied. There's going to be something for everyone here oh, today. Oh, the deliciously refreshing taste of Comedy mm-hmm. Film Nerds. So Low we, in uh, calories, yeah. sparkling flavor. High in fun. <laughs> <laughs> really, those Michelob ads from the '80s. Bring out your best. <laughs> All right, I dated myself. Yeah, it's um, the guys more expensive ra- the beer commercial, the worse the beer. That's because <laughs> <laughs> the, the good beers don't need to advertise. No, they don't. No, they People don't. already know what they are they when they do. go in. Yep. <laughs> That's a great. Yeah. I've never thought of that. The more yep. expensive the beer yeah, ad, yeah. the shittier it is. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's why uh, I stopped drinking. Yes. <laughs> Because of um, because the beer brand ads. inconsistencies. <laughs> the beer That's exactly. I'm like, I've had it. I feel like if you guys don't have your branding together, why am I drinking you? Yeah. <laughs> it's not an invalid reason. I think AA yeah. meetings are filled with people yeah. from that stance, quite honestly. It's just brand inconsistencies. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy, I don't think our guest knew what he was getting into. No, he's not sure if he can chime in yet or not. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. I don't know, I don't know if I'm, You said guest now, so I feel like I can talk, but I didn't know if I was supposed to talk. I've gotten the stink eye before, and I don't like it. I saw you on the... Like, oh, I got a response. I got some riffs in here. So, yeah, jump in. That's the... That's the the refreshingly sparkly taste tones of Jake Johansson, first-time guest. Sweet. Yes, and ex- I'm excited to be here. But yeah. I don't know if I qualify as a, a comedy fil- film nerd. No. I mean, I like I like going to movies. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're, that's all you need. Okay, good. It's like... It's like mm-hmm. Good. So we were talking about... It's like a podcast about yeah. ice cream or pie. Everybody mm-hmm. likes some. You don't have to be an aficionado mm-hmm. on how to make it. You just had to have seen a movie fairly recently... And have an opinion. That's yes. our. That's the parameters. An informed, intelligent opinion helps too. That helps. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be trouble. But you'd, yeah. be, you'd be surprised how many people are like, "Oh, I'd love to be on your show." I never go to the movies. I don't like. I don't watch yeah. movies. I'm yeah. like, what make? Why would you? That then, makes no sense. Those words that you just said. Or when I yeah. book them and then they show them, go, "Oh, I, I don't. I didn't see anything. I go, you didn't see anything." You were going to be on a film podcast and you didn't see anything. I did see something. See? There and you I go. watched yes. half of another yeah. thing. There, no, there, there you go. go. So and uh, and then, that's, that's, yeah. that should be on the movie poster. Yeah, I mean, if we get in a jam, I can tell you yeah. about the half of a thing that I watched. <laughs> I love that. I saw a thing and half of another thing. Well, you know. It's not bad. Half a thing and half of another Are thing. Are you kidding yeah. me? All I liked the... it, but I, something else came up. Yeah. It's 150%. Of the, That's uh, not the a homework. bad average. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, and then occasionally we have the uh, the guests that are um, they've never been on the show before. They write everything down. They put it in their calendar that they have to see a movie. They send me a list of options that which one do you want me to see? Right. And then I'm like, oh, you'll be back yeah. on the show again. You're a fantastic <laughs> guest. And then there's the people who are like, I want to do it. Let me. When can I do it? Let's pick a date. I'm in. Yeah. I love it. And then day of, they're like, oh, was that today? Yeah. Oh, oh. I did, yeah. I oh, had this no, other I've, thing that I didn't mention. I've been, I've been <laughs> dreading the drive out here <laughs> since we booked it. I can sympathize as you and I live close to each other and I know. I know. That's so. crazy. I feel like we could do this from a van, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You guys could have carpooled, probably. <laughs> I could tell when Jake arrived on the whole drive, he was like, why aren't we just doing this at Graham's apartment? Yeah. Why am I driving? I know you've got equipment there. I, I know. See, I, I see you film things. I can stand close to that same mic. I know we could I, do it there. You do a YouTube show right blocks yes, from where mm. I live, Graham. It's, why am mm. I driving on the 118 freeway? I, I passed the equipment on the way here. <laughs> yeah, look. Our friendship is just new and blossoming, so I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask the obvious questions. I'm just gonna go. So now, Jake, you have a podcast of your own, correct? I do. I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm taking it as seriously as I should be, but mm-hmm. I do have a podcast, the Jake This Podcast. It's also on the the Jake This Podcast, and my name is Jake Johansson. So you can find it by typing in those things to the podcast app that you type things into. And uh, I'm not sure. I'm in the comedy, all things comedy network also. You're on this network? I think I am. (laughs) I think I am. Because uh, Al and Bill called me and asked me if if I would be on it. And I said, well, you know, not not a lot of people are listening to my podcast. I I like them, but... uh, are you sure you want to do this? And they go, we, we love you. We, we want you to be in the network. So I'm, I'm in the network, but I don't, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But anyway, I'm here. I'm, okay. I think I'm still in. I may have been thrown out. I mean, this is, the be- this is where I'm operating right now, is I don't even know that I'm, if I'm in, I don't know if I'm in things that I've said that I would be in. You know what? Well, you this is release- their office. This is yeah. their facility. Yeah, but they're not here. Yeah. <laughs> they're not here. Nobody checked my ID. <laughs> you know, you could spend that whole thing as a cool sense of detachment as an artist. Hey, man, I don't know if I'm on a network or not. Whatever. That's you know, what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I'm not going to let the, the chains yeah. of capitalism yeah. hold me down, man. Mm-hmm. I just record. I'm an iconoclastic uh, outsider. Yeah. I'm just yes. going to be me. I've got a cult following. That's that's my mantra. Nah. That's what I'm saying when I go to bed. <laughs> I've got a cult following. It's people that are super excited. I can't. So far, it's not a cult. Like we're not doing any extreme things, but I can get them to meet me for comedy shows sometimes. Well, that's, what, so that's pretty good. What's that's a the, little um, extreme. What's the show uh, about? Is it an interview show? Or is it, it just this is a real problem. My wife keeps saying it has to be about something. And I go, well, I kind of just want to talk about what's going on with me and with whoever I can get to come over. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it's you have to like me going into it. <laughs> and so I feel like there's people listening to this who are like, boy, I'm not sure if I like this guy or not. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It takes some time. But, I don't think the leap... From come to my comedy show to mass suicide is that big of a leap yeah. for your cult. It's you know not. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look, first, Chris and I have been really t- contemplating this for a while with mm. our audience. Mm. I we think have you're a right. plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we're going to start talking about a spaceship that yeah. we want him to yeah. go to. Let's just roundtable mm-hmm. some ideas because the spaceship <laughs> guy, that guy, that guy, I feel like as far as cults go, I mean, no, we're not going to suicide ourselves, but I think once we're all wearing the same shoes. That's when things can start happening. Yeah. I, I think that's the next step. We're mm-hmm. trying to get, and it, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sort of lobster boil our audience into thinking it's just oh, comedy film nerds branded shoes. You guys mm-hmm. should all wear them, and then we're going right to them from them. From there, you're, that opens the doorway to Andy Warhol haircuts, yeah. and everybody's eating pudding and or whatever. Shoes, and then, yeah. All if of those shoes point to an island in the Pacific. So yes. that will be the escape route. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. like if you're gonna build a super tall building. 
you start with the foundation, uh-huh. and that's yes. what the shoes are. Yes, yes. Exactly. yes. Yeah. So you get mm-hmm. it. All right. Yeah. I do get it. All right. We have some literature for you at the end of the show. <laughs> I would like to team up. We could have slight. <laughs> we could have similar shoes. Just like they don't really know that I'm part of all things comedy. You, I could be affiliated with this. We could have similar shoes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just break it to people at the last minute. Oh yeah, you got to watch a movie now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of movies, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about Night Moves. Okay. This is a movie you saw. Now, this was a um, basically an eco-terrorism movie, but I didn't realize it. It came out... Um, a while, 2013 uh, or 2014? Yeah, yeah, but I remember, like, I was thinking, is that the Jesse Eisenberg? Because I was doing some searches on it, because if you type in Night Moves, a lot of things a come A lot up. of weird things yeah. come up. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, and I think it just got thrown up on one of the streaming services. That's how I found it. Okay. Like they just acquired this or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just looked, <laughs> it looked intriguing to me. Um, it's a very, it's a, it's a, you know, it takes place in like small town Oregon where uh, like, around Bend, Oregon, which is about three hours south of Portland. And it's with people working in the fields who are, you know, um, concerned about the environment. And you sort of see, the, the movie's basically in two parts. There's the leading up to the act of terrorism and the aftermath of it. And how they deal with mm-hmm. the aftermath. So do you see the terrorism thing, or it's just a thing that happened? Spoiler alert, are we allowed to talk about these things? Well, we don't want to talk about the endings, yeah. but mm-hmm. that that's that's in the description, so that's not really a spoiler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we kind of, and the, some of the stuff we don't see, I was just as a filmmaker like, oh, they didn't have the budget. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. So good. yeah. But the way they handled it, though, and I think- You the, see that right away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you see that right away. But the, I think the filmmaker did a good job of- Things went wrong in Belize. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you tell me about it? What what went wrong in Belize? Yeah, yeah but, but don't, don't we don't flash any, back or we don't have these, no like, yeah. we, have these, we have these newspaper clippings. Of yes. <laughs> so we're gonna Ken Burns that. Yeah, yeah. there's there's basically three characters. Mm-hmm. There's um, what's her name? Dakota Fanning, um, Jesse Eisenberg, and Peter Skars- Sarsgaard, whatever. Um, and they're the three that are gonna hatch this plan. I hate to interrupt you, but I do want to ask a question about Peter Sarsgaard. Is that the guy, the vampire guy, the tall, good-looking Sarsgaard, or is this a different one? No, this is the other one. Yeah, Peter's another one. He's the shorter guy that always kind of looks like a a problem. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Okay, got it. L- l- here's what I, I'm going to I'm going to bring him up. Okay, good. I'm going to bring him up on the big screen. Oh, this is that's maybe my mistake. I'm, I'm yeah, mistaking a stars guard for a stars guard. He's um, holy cow! It's just different levels of European beauty. Well, right. he's a, yeah, hold on. He's a, this is, right. he's gonna be, when I show you this guy, he's gonna you're gonna know he's a. Um, this is why we drove to the valley. BTW, you got a big screen that we yeah, can both look exactly. at. Exactly, we can't do this in my apartment. I can see you googling things on a giant screen. This is a uh, Dakota Fanning, Peter Sarsgaard. Uh huh. Clicking that face, you know. Oh, what happened? Oh God, internet! I, this is so. Why are you switching on me? See, this is the thing. I just. I think you accidentally clicked a thing. I didn't click anything. This thing. Yeah. Got, okay. Makes sorry. Me, uh, God. I, doubt, I'm sorry. I doubt it was I you. Have no it was patience. probably me. I, have, I clicked a thing with my mind. I was really looking hard at a different part of the screen. No, this yeah. fucking stupid PC always just does its own goddamn clicking. It's a touch screen, so you can do that too. Uh, 
Well, it's there. This guy. Yeah. Okay. You've seen that guy. I've seen him sort of. Yeah. yeah. You, he's a he's one of these character actors you've seen in a million. I'll things. tell you one thing about him, and this is the problem with movies. You don't trust that guy right away. There's Immediately. Just something a little right. bit wrong with yep. him. But in real life, the people who shouldn't trust often look like you should trust them. Right. And that's how they get away with things. Yeah, he's been. He that's played. just a life tip. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you get on the Jake This podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been in a million things. Like he, he's just one of those guys. You know what I'm seeing, yes. Yeah, Blue Jasmine. I mean, Green Lant. He's been. <coughs> he's been in a lot of stuff. So he's a really. He's a really good actor, and and I I like him because he's always. And in this, he's perfectly cast because. The lead up is. Jesse Eisenberg and and Sarsgaard know each other, and Dakota Fanning's sort of the newer one. Um, and Sarsgaard's character is ex-Marine, who was a demolitions guy with the Marines. So it, it's plausible that he would know how to make bombs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's sort of part of it is how are we going to get this bomb and what are we going how are we can plan this? And and you also so the filmmaker I think did a very good job because they didn't have the big budget of this. Yeah. Um is we don't have the big budget to show the like the scope and the and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So let's just keep it small. And it, I think it's it's actually serves the story well of showing sort of how people can get radicalized, how this sort of thing happens. I'm sure this is based on some actual eco terrorism stuff that has happened and where they came from and. You know, they're working in organic farms and, and everyone out there is really concerned about the environment and someone's going to say, you know, recycling and growing organic produce is not enough. We got to do more to stop the capitalists and then this and that and the other thing. So we need to start murdering people. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it deals with that. Now, I won't go into this. I'll just say the ending – I don't know I was a fan of the ending. That's all I'll mm-hmm. say. But – these are three very good actors and it's a methodical story the the, the, the filmmaker takes a slow t- you know it's not big there's mm-hmm. not a lot of big emotions but these are three actors that are all pretty good i think at, at playing sort of understated you know scenes and did you feel like you kind of got how if you were one of these people who was an environmentalist you would get sucked into the thing did you was it viable did you have for a me yeah as, as yeah. somebody that is sort of an i i consider myself an environmentalist you know i i i haven't i bought an electric car two years ago because i'm like i'm not giving the oil companies my money anymore i'm done mm-hmm. and um and seeing was there a bit uh, of like a, an indoctrination of like from environmentalist to um eco-terrorists like um looking for somebody that knows bombs and going going in that direction well well does one of them have an agenda ahead of time or do they all just kind of go we could just blow something up no they do have that's the thing like like sarsgaard and eisenberg you kind of get the sense that they and again chris to your point they didn't show us flashbacks or whatever Mm. they just kind of talk as though like those two have done Mm. smaller things Mm. but they're building up Right. From All to, we need is a young girl. Right. To bigger, <laughs> and she's sort of new to it. So there's like this, do, who do we trust? Mm-hmm. And the filmmaker does a good job of like, I don't know. Is this a thing? Are they, are they, are they undercover? Is this a, like, who's, a, mm-hmm. who's going to squeal? Who, you know, all this kind of stuff, which was sort of interesting. Yeah. But just this whole premise that there's two creepy white guys who want to blow something up who don't know another creepy white guy that they have to talk <laughs> some kind of innocent girl into, look, we need someone to drive the van. 
<laughs> and you're the only person we got. Well, the, the story sort of picks up where like Eisenberg and Dakota are already kind of friends and they've already sort of been talking and mm. hatching stuff. So it's not, it doesn't go as, as far back timeline wise in terms of how they all met and recruited. It's sort of like they've already, two of them. So Eisenberg is the, is the center pin. Mm-hmm. He's known Sarsgaard for a long time and he's known Dakota Fanning for a while. And so, so Skarsgård is like, can I trust Dakota Fanning? You know, he says that to Eisenberg and Dakota Fanning says to Eisenberg, can I trust the Skarsgård? Who's it like? So, so Eisenberg is in the middle of two people who don't know each other that well, asking him, can I, can I trust? Like most of you leading up to this podcast, Jake was like, I don't know this Mancini guy. Can I trust him? Chris was like, I don't trust a guy with two J's in his name. Yeah. So it's been a weird leading up to this. Um, yeah, a lot of N's too. I got like, yeah, yeah. There's three N's in there. <laughs> but so, N stands for no. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so that so that's that that sort of triangle stuff was intriguing to me, mm-hmm. and the way the filmmaker took their time. But yeah, I wish we could do like a spoiler app to really go into. I'd love to know kind what, of the ending. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the I'll only. I'll tell you. I'll well, tell you what I wish. What? I wish I had known we could watch an old movie on on a streaming service. I, could have, <laughs> I, could have, I apologize for not making that clear. Yeah, I could have. I could have watched it. One of the. So do you? So my wife, who you met, mm-hmm. so you have a small sense of her. She's an environmentalist. Is this something that I'm going to get her to watch with me, and she's going to be? Um, we're both going to be happy, or? You know, I'll say this. I'd love to know what your wife's reaction to this movie is. Mm-hmm. And sounds like a setup. The, yeah. <laughs> and I need her bank account info. Yeah. But don't worry about that. It's just a whole. That's like a debit card thing. Don't worry the about. The first it. five letters of her social. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, all, that's not a big thing. And, yeah. Um, but no, I would be curious to know because to, the, I'll say this without revealing too much. I felt like. I guess my expectation as the story was un- unraveling was there was going to be a bigger point or message about environmentalism and f- coming down on either one side p- pro or against eco-terrorism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the ending sort of left me go, hmm. Did it straddle the line a little bit without giving too much away? I can't even answer that. Yeah. I, but okay. And so the filmmaker might go, well, the, I chose this ending because it did, I was making this point. And maybe that, that either eluded me or it wasn't executed that well. I don't know. I'm not saying mm. this is a bad movie and it was a bad filmmaking. I'm saying there was just some choices in there at the end that I just, I don't know, it kind of took well, me out of it a little. You're definitely I, I making like, me want to see it for yeah, sure. I want to hear yeah, your, yeah. both of your points of view on this. I want to watch it too. And I love that you're leaving in the possibility that you might just not have understood it. <laughs> you know, that very well could have been but, like... I, but they have to take it. I think the furthest you can go, right, with a movie that you're producing for show business you can't advocate terrorism. I mean, you can't advocate that right. kind of stuff. So the, the closest you can come to that would be to be like, oh, do you think these people yeah. do the right thing? Or like like Syriana is a good example. Like, uh, you know, it wasn't advocating terrorism, but people interpreted it that way. So no matter what you do or show, someone's always going to well, interpret it Well, it's like, I mean, this, this is a very obvious um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, example. We talked about this in, um, what is it? The uh, Batman Begins, right? Mm-hmm. So... Razagul and the League of Shadows. I, I always like it when an, uh, when a villain is presented with they have a side or a point of view that you go, boy, I understand how they got there. Right? They're not just yeah. crazy, pure evil, but they're mm-hmm. like, we had to 
take an extreme thing because things were so out of control. Right. You know, like we're saving everybody. We're saving everybody, mm -hmm. or, or or the ends justify the means. Right. You know, like I I I, I you know anybody like. Mm -hmm the French revolution, whatever, whatever the thing is like, well, that was wanton, crazy violence. Or so, so I, I, I appreciate that, that moral quandary in a film that asks mm. me as the viewer to go, well, what do you think? Right. And I think this movie was kind of doing that. And then I wonder if the ending was a cop out. It almost felt like. Interesting. Well, now I really want to see. But, again, but, but, but I want, I'd really love to hear your opinion because maybe I, again, Maybe I missed it. Well, it definitely had some problems. There was actually a lawsuit filed oh. um, demanding that the filming cease because of too many similarities uh, to Edward Abbey's novel, The Monkey Wrench Gang, planned to be adapted into an authorized film uh, from Edward Pressman Films. So the lawsuit, apparently, without giving too much away, in the novel, the principal bomb maker is a, um, a beer-guzzling veteran who served overseas as a Green Beret where he acquired his knowledge of explosives. The bomb maker Night Moves is a beer-guzzling veteran who served overseas as a U.S. Marine where he acquired his knowledge of explosives. Now, it goes through a couple other similarities that I don't want to give away because it's spoilers. But at the same time, as I'm reading all this, there's nothing from a story or narrative perspective that is so specific and so far-fetched that it looks like it was stolen like these are all very obvious story points for mm -hmm. a story like this so um but apparently uh they settled out of court negotiating behind the scenes and i wondered sometimes too when you have to settle with a movie like this that's already made it has to come out of the budget the money has to come right. from somewhere and I'm wondering, because I remember I didn't hear much about this movie, if it came from like a marketing budget, because it got very little uh, publicity. Well, yeah, okay. One of them is a, now I don't know if this is the spoiler alert, but but in the novel, the guy's a beer-guzzling veteran who served as a Green Beret. And in the movie, he's a beer-guzzling veteran who served overseas as a U.S. Marine. Now, I would think... Beer guzzling veteran, that's not very specific. Right, I mean, right, I, yeah, I think yeah. That's yeah. gotta be at least half, <laughs> right. half the veterans who've gone to some <laughs> terrible war are yeah. beer guzzling veterans. Right. And then if you know anything about bombs, you gotta be some kind of Green Beret, Navy yes. SEAL mm -hmm. expert. You could be guy. in the army I mean, in the army. Can, yeah. they, there's 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 mercenary something. I mean, <laughs> I met I met army guys that were in EOD, which was um the or oh, what was that? What did that stand for? Um, explosive ordnance detail or whatever. Mm -hmm. And those guys told me that their EOD patches. There was a twenty five thousand dollar bounty on their head because they knew how to um, detonate bombs and defuse them. Oh, and wow. So every branch of the military just about has somebody that knows how to make has explosives. the bomb maker right. guy. Yeah. 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 But if yeah. you want to, if you're a terrorist and you want to make bombs, you got to get one of those guys. I'm just yeah. saying. Yes, you have. Like to. you either have to not have terrorists who use bombs, or else you're going to be in violation of this. These lawyers, they're trying to ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> but the, my take yeah, there away, were no lawsuits when the when the book was out. Uh, but, you know, it, it's happened because movies tend to have more money behind them. That's mm. when the lawsuit appears. The director, Kelly Reich, uh, Reichert, or Reichard, uh, I've, I've never seen any of her work before. It's, 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 I, I like a lot of her filmmaking style. Um, the film was co-written um, by her and one other person. So, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I'd be curious to know uh, Jonathan Raymond or John Raymond and, and, and the director wrote the, the film together. Um, and I'm curious to see, like, did was this lawsuit affect the ending? Because it sort of felt uh, like, yeah, 
They were leading. I don't know. Maybe again. Maybe I missed it. Maybe mm-hmm. I was. I was feeling like the movie was going to go in this certain direction, and that's. And when it didn't, I felt like the, the. It was. I was let down. Whereas just I. I hitch my wagon to something of that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you need to write your own screen. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's worth viewing, and I want to. I want to hear. Or maybe hear... some night moves fan fiction <laughs> to uh, <laughs> mm. alternate endings. Maybe. You, yeah. Maybe you could just film. Are, is this possible that you can just film a, la- a final? 10 minutes to the movie and without using yeah. the first part of the movie and go, hey, mm-hmm. you can just watch on my YouTube right. the mm-hmm. end of this movie that I would have made. And it, But you don't have the budget for that, so it could just be a pitch. It's just you <laughs> pitching the end of the movie that you wish you saw. I'm going to just uh, kickstart fan fiction ending to yes. this obscure uh, eco-terrorism movie. That's <laughs> I got a great it idea. It wouldn't this be the is, weirdest thing kickstarted. <laughs> this is a great idea for your Patreon benefits, mm-hmm. is you got alternate endings for movies. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fantastic. So, yeah, watch it and let me know what you think. All right. Check it out, Night Moves. Okay. Um, we'll have the uh, our guests go next. Hobbs and Shaw, you saw it? Which ha- has the element of what, what you're saying. You know, there's a guy in there who, regular guy, something's happened to him, and now he's gone super naughty. I mean, you kind of get it, right? <laughs> you're... There's this is exa- the two opposite ends of the storytelling movie spectrum. There's night moves that can you know barely afford three like they had a much bigger budget for this movie. <laughs> this Hobbs and Shaw. This is what happens when you I take a wager, night moves and you shoot everything. Okay, <laughs> I would wager uh, the rocks. You know, smoothie budget was more than the budget of the mm. of the entire night moves. If you follow him on Instagram, you know you can't afford one of his cheat days. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to have to pay for that. Before you go, on, let me ask you this: Going into Hobbs and Shaw, are you someone that's watched a lot of the Fast and Furious movies and liked them or didn't like them? Or <clears throat> I didn't realize how many there had been. So I had. My understanding is these two Hobbs and Shaw have been in some of them, so I haven't seen those. Okay, I've, I've, what are there seven? Yeah, coming so, up to uh, this, something like so that. So I'm on a, I might have seen three or four. The which, earlier, which would ones? be a lot. Yeah, the earlier, okay. earlier ones, and then it got to be that I was missing them without even knowing that they had made them. You know, the next one would come out, and I'd be like, I missed the one before that, and how will I ever keep up, and how will I understand? So, hmm. um, so. It, don't worry about that. If you're listening to me right now, thinking I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, don't don't worry. I think you can. I think you can just jump right in with this yeah. one, and you're going to be fine. But I, uh, you know, I knew what it was, and I like. I, I'm also a fan of Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Sure, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, you know, I follow him on Instagram. I'm watching Ballers. I, I think he's funny and charming, yeah. and he's just. He, you wish you were friends with this guy, right? right? Mm-hmm. And because uh, nobody would mess with you. Nobody would, nobody would give you a have. You walked in with him. This is my buddy, Dwayne. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I get it. Whatever right. you want. Are you sir. guys hungry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's five hundred thousand dollars. Just, 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 just whatever you want to do. Whatever, yeah, yeah. just whatever you want to do. I mean, we. Oh God, he's just he's killing it right now right. at everything. Right, he's selling mm-hmm. out of. T- he designed some mm-hmm. pair of shoes in his spare time. He's like, I like the red ones, and they sell out of them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Boom. So. I'm a fan of his. I pitched this to my wife and my daughter as it's a movie where it's starring. This is the this is the people who are in the movie, the the woman who plays Princess Margaret in uh, The Crown, right, and uh, Idris Elba, who's a very handsome black man from England. Good, great right? actor. You great actor, handsome. They they talk about him for the next James Bond, mm-hmm. and then um, also uh, Jason Statham, 
who you loved in that spy movie with Melissa McCarthy. He was so funny in that. Mm -hmm. And then also Dwayne Johnson. Yes. That's how I pitch it to my wife <laughs> and daughter. And uh, my daughter wouldn't go, but I think that has less to do with the how movie. How old than, is she? She's 15. So she just okay. didn't want to, she was afraid someone would see her at a movie with her parents. So right. she didn't want to go. Yeah. And, uh, my wife somehow she got sucked in or she's in love with me i did something nice i'm not aware of so <laughs> by the way the i get movie. that my daughter's 14 so no matter how much you think that you're the cool dad you're always wrong i am cool a lot of times but <laughs> she won't ever say out loud but i'm at home yeah. she does <laughs> treat me like i'm sort of cool no no anyway, that's that's different than out of the house but not in public yeah <laughs> no yeah. What I would say to my teenage nieces <laughs> uh, one of them was like no well, we, and i was like you know what I, I work in show business. I'm cooler than you and your friends are ever going to be. Yeah. That's what you say to your to your children. Mm. Right in their face. <laughs> in their face. Yeah, in yeah. front right of their, their friends. Face. Yeah, mm. I'm cooler than you're ever going to be. Mm -hmm. I've done all these cool things. List off all the cool things you've done. You and your friends have never done mm. that. Yeah. Now go on Snapchat. That's Lee. Frank yeah, Sinatra. Yeah. That's how Sinatra did Frank yeah. Sinatra Jr. <laughs> I want you to go into singing, and then I want you to know you're never going to be ever. as good as I am. Yeah. Look in the mirror and know you're half. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> at least now the next 50 years is planned out for you. So, yeah. Here's a career. You're welcome. You're not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> See you in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there first. Yeah. <laughs> you know the routine. Um, so, Idris Elba is the bat. Now, I spoiler alert. Idris Elba is the bad guy, but you know that. It's not a sure. spoiler. It's you know, in the trailer. Yeah. Well, no, but you see that he calls, He goes on Black Superman. You think, well, that must be Superman's good. Right. right? <laughs> this could be some racism. How come Black oh, Superman is bad? Here's the right? really interesting thing. I don't know if you guys knew the trivia. I found this out afterwards. Uh, the line was originally, he's the Black James Bond, mm. and he didn't want to say it. And one of the reasons is he's like, they're they're kind of circling around to actually be right. Yeah, the they were thinking about it. Yeah, so he's like it. they killed the line in the movie mm -hmm. and then he changed it to Black Superman, which I think actually works better. Yeah, Black I Superman's too. better, mm -hmm. and and I think Idris Elba would be a great James Bond. <laughs> he would for he sure would be a great James Bond. He can just mm -hmm. lean into his mm -hmm. English accent that he has to hide half the time in all right. these parts yeah. where he plays right. Americans. We are canceling the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> but his he's going to have to shave. Because he had a lot of whiskers in this movie, and he's got a little bit of gray in there. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they gave Black Superman gray whiskers. But maybe it was to emphasize his cyber qualities. You know, he's right. you see his spine peeled mm -hmm. open. So he was, evidently he was some kind of real bad guy. He gets, he gets killed by one of the other guys and brought back to magic robot cyber life sure. by the evil... <laughs> Uh, yes. Internet villain by, who yeah, by you never Skynet. get to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's you think you recognize the voice, but then I couldn't be bothered to listen to the credits and see who the voice of the mm -hmm. evil. Uh, oh, they they haven't got that figured out yet. They're just they're just doing evil voice. No, but which actor it was? I felt oh, yeah. like I could kind of recognize right. the actor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What we all just said is the extent of the fleshing out of these plot lines. For yes, these movies, mm -hmm. which I love. Just have them be a, a robot right. bad guy that mm -hmm. works for Skynet. Well, but it can do it. The the robot. Skynet uh, entity does a lot of things right, like right. it influences uh, elections and can go on and trash them in the world. Yeah, and that's maybe a spoiler alert, but it can it can do all the things. Now, did you did, did you like the goofy you know cartooniness of the movie? Like even though you haven't seen it, because it's so over the top. Yeah, yes, mm -hmm. that, and that's what my wife liked. That's what she mm -hmm. responded to. Believe me, mm -hmm. we were about a third of the way into the movie, so there's all there's been a lot of explosions and ridiculous fist fights and then 
side-by-side banter of two similar things happening happening to the rock and jason statham at the same time but on other sides of the earth so she's already endured a lot of nonsense (laughs) and uh i looked over and i just said you know you're doing great we're only a third of the way it's to her it's like we're running a marathon yeah yeah so she's kind of did this as a favor to you kind of yeah but Mm -hmm. but she got through it and and she did think that was her favorite part about it was the banter between them she she got the funny charm of both of those two guys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's what you're getting. That's what you go into the movie for that. And then and also, um, and I feel we should know I should have written down all the actor actors names, but the actress who played Princess Margaret, who's in this movie, mm-hmm. is really great. I've seen her in a few things. She's really terrific and you're Googling it now, so it's only gonna be a couple more seconds if you're listening before we <laughs> you know this thing. You don't have to Google. Um, but she's really great, and she has some badass things. You know, it, she she is a is a positive, strong female character. Helen it, Mirren. No, not Helen Mirren. <laughs> oh, that's Jason Statham mom. and this woman's mom. Uh, yeah. mom. Oh, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, Vanessa Kirby. Right. So she, she's she's great. Yeah. I think she's great. I love the whole cast. I love I get, but I love the casting of Helen Mirren as as the jailed jailed up mom of. Oh, hilarious! You oh, know. everybody's everybody's a star. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. All at once. Kevin Hart's in the movie. Oh God! Yeah, he comes in and just is like, hilarious. Surprise, Kevin Hart. Hey, yeah. yeah. Just drop it in for a small paycheck. Hit the craft service. Yeah. And uh, then out for a few. Well, he comes in twice. And uh, and uh, oh, oh, it's like they they're like when the Rock and him were shooting some movie in Hawaii. Whenever they're shooting Jumanji, they're like, hey, you guys have a two week hiatus. Would you <clears> mind uh, just? <laughs> shooting this scene real quick and he went yeah okay right and so then and then the actor actor that plays uh the rock's brother when they finally get to samoa you know which you see is going to happen in the mm-hmm. preview so you know that the movie can't be over at the point where you think oh maybe they're right. gonna f- close it out here um cliff curtis La- who's great yeah, right he's from once were warriors he's a kiwi new zealander which my wife is also a kiwi oh so that got us over you know that was late innings in this movie where she might have been ready to tap out, I'll see you at the popcorn stand. But he showed up and got us through the rest of the movie. She liked the ridiculous thing. There's some really ridiculous, sure. stunty kind of stuff at the end. She thought that was funny and liked it. I thought only an 11-year-old boy would like that stuff. But she also liked I, it. I, I think it's a, your wife's reaction is a testament to why... You know, we've we've cut we've gone after big budget movies pretty hard on this show over the yes. years. But the reason we've always loved Fast and Furious movies is because they know what they're doing. They know and they know what they are. We, we are. They're not they 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 don't insult you by being so dumb. They don't try to think they're smarter when they are. They, they don't know take how, themselves too seriously. They don't take themselves too seriously. They're fun. At all. When they're <laughs> over the top, they know they're being over the top and they know like this is you're 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 riding a big roller coaster while eating popcorn and cotton candy. Like yes. they just want mm-hmm. big crazy fun. Yep. Do it up. And there's a couple of crazy mm-hmm. stunty things. The motorcycle that Idris Elba rides, the things that it does that he does in tandem with it mm-hmm. are pretty like, oh, I don't know that I've seen something exactly. There's some Batman-y kind of stuff in sure. it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, yeah, it was, it was really fun. So the action parts were fun. They, some of them went on a little bit long, but, but they were fun the whole time. And then the stuff in between where they're talking about, where, this is where we have to go. This is why we have to go there. This is what we're going to do when we're there. And the dynamics between the characters. And then just when you're kind of like, is really, is this going to be these 
two and then she shows up and it's just going to be these three no then the rocks family are there then the guy who's the super evil genius who designed the whole thing that that actor is awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it was fun it was a fun ride i thought it was a fun ride cool all right done check it out hobson shaw if you haven't seen it um i saw a movie the red sea diving resort and this was an interesting movie. Uh, it's about Israel's, Israel's Mossad agents attempting to rescue Ethiopian Jewish refugees in Sudan in 1979. First of all, I didn't even know there were Ethiopian Jewish refugees. And uh, um, so that was, uh, um, and I didn't realize they were trying to get them out, and they got them out in Sudan in 1979. But this movie uh, was, on, was on it does that dumb Netflix thing as always. First of all, it's not unwatchable, so that's a step up for Netflix movies. <laughs> it's not so not unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. So I just it, want to say yeah. hats off to you two guys with your movie choices. <laughs> <laughs> you go scratching the, around in the yeah. dark crevices yeah. of the internet to go. But this this movie, it's so funny. Like it stars Chris Evans, Captain America, right? And uh, I swear to God, the pitch must have been like uh, for Netflix. All right. Get me an Argo, but cheaper. So that. <laughs> Do you have a bargain bin Argo? Yeah, yeah that's have... exactly what it feels like. It's like, all right, well, something that's, yeah, getting refugees out, somebody, it's a period piece, and it's, you know, Middle East, somewhere around the Middle East. Just, just get me something like that, because that's mm-hmm. clearly what people want. It and, feels like uh, Argo would have been lower budget, though, if it just didn't have the movie stars in it, right? It's a lot of, there's a lot of talking in Argo, isn't there? There is, yeah. but there's also big set pieces mm. of, uh, you know, seeing the embassies and the cities, and, the, you know, there are some big set yeah. pieces. This one, not so big of the set pieces. <laughs> They're a little bit smaller. And uh, it's, it's all of, like... Um, Get me the cheaper version of everything. First, all right, we're going to spend all the money on Chris Evans, but his character is pretty much going to be Captain America. That's We're not going to change anything. Just be Captain America in this movie. With 70s hair. With 70s hair, although it's barely 70s hair. It's really, it's almost like Captain America hair, like when he was, uh, um, um, when he went off the grid. So he had like the beard and right. like, so it was like, oh, it's that Captain America, off the grid Captain America. And uh, it's a little hard to accept him as a an Israeli Mossad agent. So. <laughs> is he blonde in this? He's blonde. Okay. Yes, yes. Does he take his shirt off? Is yeah. there a point? Oh, where he's of got, course. There yeah, you of course. It's, you know, and uh, uh, you know they they try <laughs> oh. to make some weird um, explanation of like, well, his his mother was from America. I'm like, really? That's that's the best we're gonna get. <laughs> just let's just admit that this was um, stunt casting, and and this is nobody cares. Right. And. Uh, so and then there's there's a girl in it and there's always it's like always the agents then the one hot blonde, it really looked like get me the cheaper version of uh, of Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> also a Mossad agent. Great, <laughs> and, a lot uh, of blonde hair, blue eyed yeah, Mossad yeah, agents. Like, yes. Got it. But yeah. how many times have we all said get me the cheaper version of Jennifer Lawrence? Yes, I know. I, know. Mean, I, know. I, I get it. We're all there. So and, and, and the they actual, just went to the dollar store right? and made a movie. <laughs> The actual story is like this abandoned diving resort that they use as a front to get these uh, in the refugees Red sea? out. Uh, yeah, in the Red Sea in Sudan. And, uh, you know, it goes through, but it hits all those dumb beats of like they're about to get discovered. But like, all right, we're pulling the plug on this operation. No, there's more people. We need to do one last job. <laughs> and then it goes wrong. And, no. the, you know, it's all this stuff. But uh, is that it, one guy about to retire? Yeah, or? one guy's. A, you have to, you have to drag him back in. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it anymore. And uh, getting too old. There, getting too old. Yeah, yeah, and there's always that conflict of like, you know, you let your ego run this operation, and like, if you would have just been more cautious, I mean, 
It was like a um, a, a script full of um, cliche dialogue from action movies. Uh, so a cliche they, covert op? Yeah, because cliche covert op, but they were trying to shove into this uh, period piece that actually happened. Right. So it... it and it, it, it just, it went all, so it fell pretty much nowhere. I'm like, well, is this a dramatic period piece? Is this an action movie? Is this a thriller? Is this kind of like, now we're going to try to do banter. Now we're going to kind of make it funny in parts. Like, so it tried to go in all these different directions and it ended up going just nowhere. But here here's the thing that was interesting. It, it has this weird model of like, um, whenever like a big movie used to come out in the theaters, there would always be the knockoff cheaper versions on DVD. Mm-hmm. That's what these movies are now. They're like they're they're cheaper knockoff right. versions of these. But you know the money goes specifically into like one star. Like we saw it. Like Netflix did it with Cargo. You know it was like a zombie movie. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to spend all the money on Martin Freeman, and then whatever's left, we'll make the movie with. So and that's really what happened here because there there was some set pieces, but it was also like. Well, this is about as many extras as we can afford, and you know, as much special effects as we can afford. Um, ben Kingsley's in it as the the head of uh, uh, Mossad. So wow. yeah, and uh, he, he, you know, Ben Kingsley's good in everything. Sure, but even this movie, you're like, okay, well, this is a paycheck. There's nothing really that must have uh, att- attracted you to this script. Um, so it it really felt like, oh, this is what actors do in between Avengers movies. This is, you know, that's what right. it felt like. You know, you're just working. This ben is a paycheck. Ben Kingsley's granddaughters yeah. and going to getting her master's yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and and again, we, we've talked about this so many times. It's such a missed opportunity for streaming services because streaming services could really be the um, champions of independent film. Acquire the interesting movies. Greenlight the ones that no one else is doing. Not doing cheaper knockoff versions of what the studios are doing. Well, I, I think... But they, but they all can't help themselves. They all, they're still, <laughs> right. they're still going yeah. out for the whole reason you cast Chris Evans is you think, well, maybe he's a box office magic. Guy. We put yeah. this guy in the movie. Everybody's going to come see it, even if it's not good. It's and I'll like, tell no. you, it, it worked because I was probably more inclined to pit play because he was in the movie. But st- how many stars did it have? And do you remember the? They don't the, do that anymore. Netflix deliberately oh, Netflix took that. that. Uh, they just uh, tell you how that. how close of a match it is. Yeah, which is that's deceptive. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the 70s, it's ultimately meaningless. Yeah. Once, you, well, once you make a few mistakes, like it's yeah. got to be terrible for you because you're watching all the stuff that you know is going to be dodgy. Yeah, we've we've and short-circuited Netflix the thinks like, well, this guy loves everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what we put in front of him. He'll watch it. Yeah, he'll so, eat it. So basically you're saying maybe maybe APAC shouldn't fund movies? <laughs> well, this seems like one of those movies that you don't even get to see on your Netflix until... Like you watch one movie and then you, and then you look at the also watched of that movie and then you click yeah, a movie yeah. and then you get three into also mm-hmm. watched deep and and finally it's suggesting these and I hadn't well, heard nobody a, likes this but you might yeah yeah <laughs> and I because I hadn't heard a word about this movie there's no advertising behind it there's no mm-hmm. there's no uh, there's no push there's certainly not an Oscar push for sure whereas but you know Argo was like yeah okay it's, they're doing the same thing that they would do when you were in a video store twenty years ago yeah and you'd go oh Chris Evans Ben Kingsley? Mm-hmm. All right. You read yeah. the back of the DVD or whatever, mm-hmm. and it says that. Covert Op, 1970, based on a true yeah. story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll check it out. It, sure. It, yeah. It's it's hilarious. They've got one... Show business has one trick. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the famous guy from the other thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on a story, you probably uh, yeah. might, might seem like you like. You like guns, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. that guy with guns. Just based on a true story with mm-hmm. that guy from that thing. That's, mm. that's, yeah. that's it. Now. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just a slam dunk. Yeah. 
I wonder if Chris Evans at one point said, look, I am not the cheaper version of Ben Affleck anymore. I've been in a lot of movies now. Marvel likes me. So now we're the same price. I'm like, okay, Chris. And I'm sure these (laughs) things are pitched as now, because Netflix probably spent 30 or $40 million on this movie. And, you know, 25 of it went to Chris Evans or whatever. And they spent seven on production, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Mm. And Kingsley probably got five. I mean, like, it's the kind of thing where I'm sure they they go, look, it's a Netflix thing. It's this, it's your rate, your quote, your 10 million mm-hmm. or whatever it is. We'll shoot the thing in 45 days. Right. You know, like, we'll shoot it in Morocco. So you're next to your your Italian villa. You yeah. know, like that. This is <laughs> right. a, and but just this get is me the Argo script and, um, you know, change every eight to a seven. So, yeah. so instead, now we're in the 70s. We're, we're, we'll figure it out. Well, this is a idea, great idea for a website. It's like IMDb, except it gives you the total budget for the movie and then the budget for the top five right. actors in it. And then you can decide if you want to go see it because that's a, that's a great way to figure out yeah. what was actually spent on the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're, getting, yeah. if you're getting ripped off. Like if, yeah. if the main actor is getting paid more than the rest of the budget for the movie... You're probably in trouble. Yeah. yeah. It might also be the thing, too, where they went, you know, Ben Kingsley's involved and Chris Evans, oh, I want to, you know, he's he's really moved, made several moves and I applaud these moves of like, I'm not just a pretty face, I'm a good actor and he's proven it yeah. in other films and stuff like that and, uh, and, you know, that movie he did, I'm blanking on the name, where he played the single dad to the girl who was a genius that took place in Florida or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about. Now. Um, not the Florida project, but that other one he did. You know, that was, he, he's done good little projects like that. Mm-hmm. So I can see, you know, from his point of view, maybe, maybe it wasn't just the here's a big paycheck. Maybe it was like work with Ben Kingsley, Netflix. They're doing more gritty stuff or whatever. They're win- Netflix is winning all these awards. Well, That's if, true, that, if that happened, he got duped. <laughs> so, <laughs> How much because time? Because basically they, they hired him as like, look, you're just going to be Captain Israel. In, uh, in this movie and huh? you're going to save some refugees uh, but you don't have to do any character study you don't have to do any you know any uh, acting exercises fact, just we're going to yeah. have a prompter yeah yeah you know this just pretend you're in a Marvel movie same character just now go <laughs> how much time did he have to spend with his shirt off <laughs> short because that yeah. was the thing about uh, mm-hmm. the um, Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. The Rock when they're having the big fight in Samoa he shows up with his shirt off because mm-hmm. they're you know, they're macho mm-hmm. Pacific Islanders. They don't fight with their shirts on. Warrior, He's got his shirt yeah. off. But then halfway through the thing, in the transition from that to now we're going to leave this place of fighting and we're going to get in these hot rods and fight a helicopter, somebody hands him a shirt and he puts it on. And it's really a, I, I mean, I guess maybe I know about movies, but when, when, he, when he gets the shirt and he puts it on, it's like, that was, that, that's purely a... Like, I, I'm not going to do the rest of the movie with my shirt off. It's, That's a contract <laughs> point. It's cold. Yeah. So we're going to be in water later on. I'm, I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only taking my shirt off for yeah. this much yeah. of the you money. You saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You saw it. <laughs> you, got your, you got your money's yeah. worth. <laughs> yeah. There is a shirtless clause in my contract. I fulfilled it. We're done. So, all right. So the next film now, this was more of an event that you went to, Graham. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park Live at the Hollywood Bowl. This was mm. so cool. You know, it... it, it this is original some, Jurassic Park. The original right? Jurassic mm-hmm. Park from the '90s. So I cannot. I think I've done this maybe one other time, and it's been years. But so the LA Philharmonic plays the John. It's a John Williams score. Of course. Um, the original Jurassic Park. 
at the Hollywood Bowl, which you've never, if you've ever been, ever been to Los Angeles, if you come here, try to come in the summer and go to the Hollywood Bowl. It's it's fantastic. And I'll, go see anything. Anything. I mean, yeah, you can just go see anything. anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Anything. Mm-hmm. I've gone and seen music I didn't care about. It's a wonderful, it's outdoor. You bring your own food. Like it's, yep. it's, it's better if you're only sort of a fan, in my opinion. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you, if you're going to see something you really love, maybe you're not going to be as close mm-hmm. or you're going to, you're not going to really enjoy just like you're outdoors at this beautiful place. The yep. acoustics are unbelievable. We Everybody's took the kids having to a good see time. Little Mermaid. It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. You, you, I mean, even even just get the cheap seats and sit way in the back. In some ways, that's better because you see this. They they put the stage at the bottom of a hill, so all the seats mm. just go up this hill, and the sun started to set and the stars come out. And yeah. you're, and I always go, oh my god, the Beatles were on that stage. Yeah. The Beatles played on that. Stage. Everybody's been on Everyone's that stage. Everyone's been on that stage. And the that's, acoustics are amazing. The acoustics too. are amazing. The history is amazing. So and here's this big fun movie that, you know, at the time. You know, some of the CG it stands out a little more than mm-hmm. it used to. But I remember when this movie came out, going, "Holy yeah. shit, dinosaurs those dinosaurs look yeah. real!" Like, and so, you know, there's a bunch of big screens and monitors all over the place, and so the sounds really good. And then this happened to me. I'm, I swear to God, at least a half a dozen times where I'm, I'm enthralled in the movie, and I'm like. Boy, the score is really good. And then I go, "Oh God, that's right. There's an orchestra right there." Because I'd be like, "Man, it's so full. The sound, mm-hmm. like, and you're just like." And then I would, I would switch to watching the orchestra play. Well, on a side note, for them to be able to play, I mean, they spend months mm-hmm. trying to get all those little things right and then piece it together in the movie. For them to then sit down and nail it in one go all the way through yeah, like that. It it's, it's it's an amazing trick. And of course it doesn't, you take it for granted. Well, they just, they're playing along with the movie. Nobody video, but it's, that's an amazing That's a trick. great point. And that's the thing I kept when I would catch myself and then I would watch the orchestra. I would always be like, this is so, the amount, just knowing what production is involved of like, Obviously, you have to get you know the, a philharmonic. You have to get really. But, but what did they have? They have to line this score up. I'm looking at the monitor that the conductor's watching to make sure you can't be a half beat off. You know, like you have right. to line up frame for frame. And it was so cool to watch the mechanics of that. And you know, then fun stuff like you know uh, I forget the actor's name um, who played Newman on Seinfeld, who's the bad guy in it. Um, Wayne, Wayne Knight, Knight, yeah. He comes on screen, everybody boos. It's like just fun stuff. It's like so fun, you know, somebody says a line, everybody cheers. Jeff, when all the, when Sam Neill's first introduced, everybody cheers. Jeff Goldblum, everybody cheers. You know, when, yeah, when yeah. everyone, and there's a scene where, you know, where, where Jeff Goldblum gets his shirt, or uh, he gets his leg bitten and he's back and he's, and he's lying, it's such a pose. He's lying there with his shirt off. All the women go, woo! You know, just, it was so fun. They cheer when the good stuff happens. They boo the bad guys. Mm-hmm. It was just a blast. Well, I was thinking, it's funny that you're talking about that this is part of today's show because of the, the movie that I saw, I was thinking, this movie would be kind of awesome if we could be getting up and like when the music comes on, <laughs> dancing around or something. Because it's just so, right. there's so much energy going on in, in some of these mm-hmm. films. And it's just like, you need to be able to kind of express and and experience them in that bigger, bigger way, like what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and it is like, it was such a blast. If, if you have anything like this where you live, go see it. Oh, my wife and I went to the Wiltern to see Stop Making Sense, mm-hmm. the Talking Heads movie. Mm-hmm. And it was, it is a movie of a concert, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, they, they pieced it 
together. So so it's it's seamless. But we went to the front and they did had the chairs were out, so you could dance, and it was oh, like being man. at an actual concert. And there, somebody would do a solo on stage, and people would go, "Yeah, you know, it was like watching a concert and dancing and being at a live show. It was super. That was a great night. Cool. It reminded me too of like." You know, and I still like going to big openings of movies because a big blockbuster where everyone's highly anticipated film because the excitement in the theater is fun, you know, and it reminded me of like being a kid going to movies like, you know, Star Wars. I remember seeing it and kids, you know, cheering and all the great moments I've seen. Like I remember the uh, seeing Batman Begins in the Chinese theater and the end, spoiler alert, the end of Batman mm. Begins where the commissioner goes, we found this and shows the Joker card and right. the whole audience went, ah! Yeah. Like the Joker's gonna be in the next movie. Mm. Everybody just like that cheering, that like, I remember when I saw two Jurassic Parks ago, um, I saw it in 3D at the Chinese theater and I remember jumping out of my chair because the dinosaur, the 3D was so right. good. And, the, and so like, it reminded me like this is the beginning of this movie that's always tried to be sort of on the forefront of of film technology mm. and it was just a blast. It's just it's what the movie going experience should be. Like well, watching yeah, something like Night Moves at Home, that's great too. That's yeah. a cool thing to do, but you don't need to see Night Moves on a big screen. Jurassic Park or Hobbs and Shaw. Now, did you do the whole thing where like you brought food from home or you ordered like a picnic? We lunch bought or food from like home. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I parked at Hollywood and Highland where they have electric vehicle charging, which was yep. fantastic. And, and then they have a shuttle, right? Don't they bring you up? Uh, they do, but we just walked. We just it's walked. A, it's a yeah, nice yeah. walk, you know, and mm. it was just a fantastic night. The so you weather don't have was. To wait for the shuttle to go nope. back. You can just walk back. Just walk no, there's back. There's all the tricks when you go into yeah. the bowl. You got to know the tricks. tricks yeah. Because if you go up there and park, you're you're you might stuck. not be happy. You're, gonna you're be probably not going to be happy. You're going to be stuck. You're going to pay $40, $50 for parking. Right. And it's all that uh, kind of, what is it, like boxed-in parking where you have to wait for the people in front of you to yeah. leave before you I would park either, down and walk up. When yeah. I lived in the Valley, I would take the shuttle bus from Universal City. I don't think they have that anymore. Though. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah, they, they do. do. They're, all those shuttle buses are still... There's, in, a, there's a bus from Santa Monica yep. that goes to the bowl that I've got <laughs> friends that have taken and said they had a good time. It's because it's like a <laughs> party on the bus. Yes. You know, people yeah. talking, eating. Because it's an hour or so driving traffic. It was Friday yeah. night, so it was like from Santa Monica, it was a lot of driving. So if you just want to start, don't want to deal with driving, take one of the... They have shuttle bus things all over the city. So you can just not deal with getting there. And then they, they're they pretty good about, like they've been doing this a while, like the crowd mm -hmm. control afterwards. They know there's not yeah. enough parking. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they, they, they don't want you to park, really. No. They're like, take a shuttle bus or public mm -hmm. transportation. They've now set up a whole like lift area, if you take a lift there, that just picks up mm -hmm. and drops off for lift. Right. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic night. We it went was, for Little Mermaid. I mean, it was almost like... Uh, um, Oh, almost like a, a comic book convention where people were like dressed in some of the characters mm -hmm. and there was cosplay and then because it was more of a family event then before they would show the movie they would have like a little costume contest and it was really it was a really fun night I yeah mean, it was so much fun well they had outside of the bowl when you walked up one of the jurassic park jeeps oh cool so people oh. were taking photos in front of it mm. there was a couple people there was one guy dressed as a velociraptor walking around yeah. you know just, it just it's like it's a blast it's, fun. it's a blast so check so. that out if you can all right graham we've got some patreon sponsors. oh man thank you so much yep. folks for going to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds and supporting what we do Johnny Rulon is back. He's promoting his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S., 
on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. Fanboy Planet, it's a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comic news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews uh, with insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com, that's fanboyplanet.com. And from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death. One cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. That's coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, the binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Check out alicefrazier.com. AliceFraser.com with an S. I know Alice, and she is great. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. yeah, yeah. she came out to do Pod, LA Podfest mm-hmm. a couple times, and uh, yeah, she's been on this show. She's fantastic. She's mm-hmm. gonna uh, when I do um, the Progressive Comedy Tour in Australia, the November seventeenth show in Sydney. She's gonna come by and do a set. So if you're in Sydney, yeah, that's I met her at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, oh, right and then I've seen her here too a couple times. Yeah, she's terrific. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans. We move past hesitation and we're true to ourselves and find our own art in life. New episodes with John S. Drew, host of the Shazam slash ISIS podcast, uh, <laughs> Bat Cave podcast, and more. The Art Podcasts with an S. And a gritty Australian noir, The Murder of Jeremy Brooks, pits small town Australian PI Dan McGinnis against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cop thinks it was a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a hit. Look for the murder of Jeremy Brooks at all online booksellers. And um, that's $50 a month, and you get your ad reads uh, read in every show that we do. And it will live on the episode forever. Yes. We, don't, uh, we won't remove it when you stop nope. paying. <laughs> nope. It's, this episode, people can find it five years from now. Yes. Provided the earth's still around. Yeah. So, and you know, we can't control that. So we'll see. So. Yeah, so no, uh, yeah. The, yeah, if the earth implodes, we can't mm. give you a refund. Yeah. There's no, of, there's no refunds if the earth the, implodes. No, there's no yeah. refunds. Or total glo- mm. global economic crisis, yeah. monster blackout, any kind Dinosaurs of apocalypse come back. scenario. Dinosaurs come yeah. back, you know what I mean? Good luck. So. You're going to have bigger problems than trying to get yes. that 50 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> and we've got some trailers. Uh, the first one is Last Christmas. This is a um, obviously a romantic comedy, but... Uh, let's watch the trailer and then we will come on. Look, okay, yes. it's not <laughs> it my fault. It could be. Perhaps one of you. I bet nothing's ever your fault, is it, darling? Oh. By the way, that is the mother of dragons. Okay. Okay. From uh, Game of Thrones. Christmas shop. Madame Thomas. Hey, elf! This is my little helper. I have nicknamed her Lazy the Elf because she appears never to work. Father, don't let Christmas get me out of here. Emma Thompson what? actually wrote this. Jesus. Song. Where'd you come from? Well, what are you looking at? I'll be a falcon. Oh, damn it. Uh, I think you just pooed in your eye. Yeah, I think so. It's good luck, you know. What is? Getting pooed on, my bird. I'm busy, you're weird. Goodbye. You've missed five doctor's appointments. Mum is scared. So, uh, tell me about the sleep. She never sleeps. Exercise? Not at all. Alcohol? Oh, Oh, she's drinking like the pirate. Okay, fine. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much for your time. Let's go, man. Drinking like the pirate. (laughs) Whoa! You! Again. What do you mean again? Did you follow me here? Are elves always so cynical? Yes. Relentlessly, these are dark times. I'm Tom. Kate? Last 
Here we are. Is this a bit where you murder me? So what is it that you do? <laughs> that is a great line. Is this where you murder me? Anyway, boring, boring, boring. I'm not bored. You are so strange. <laughs> where are you going? We're in there. Well, you're not homeless. No, I volunteer. Uh -uh. Why didn't you just get Saint tattooed on your forehead? You were great at your job when you started, but now it's like you don't care anymore. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Can I help? I'm a mess. I was really sick and I nearly died. I don't tell people because they get weird, but I don't think you'll get weird. No. I'm just scared all the time. They just expect me to be normal and get on with life. There's no such thing as normal. You know, just being a human being is hard. Maybe you should do something nice for someone. Deck the halls with bells of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Oh boy. Hey, maybe not show us the whole movie. Now I've seen the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I was into yeah. watching it, and now I know the ending. I've been trying to find you. You keep disappearing. And then when I do bump into you, accidentally, I might add. It wasn't accidental. It's a lot. They're, they're showing us even more things now. Yeah, yeah. This so is, now uh, he's a mystical thing? Yeah. You're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. Oh, is he an angel? Yeah. Everything you do. Oh. They're running away on ice skates. Featuring the music with George Michael. So, okay. I mean, cut, you cut 30 seconds out of that trailer and I'm yeah. in. Now I've, yeah. I know the ending. Now that's I'm like, a, all right, I've watched a three the entire film. Trailer. That's yeah. a lot of trailer. It's way too long. And it also shows, now I know I've seen at least the first three quarters of this film. It's clearly the entire. So now. Well, all you I'm, have to do is show me she's a train wreck, right. meets this guy, he's a good guy. Some funny lines. Funny Emma lines. I, it's a rom-com. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know they're going to get yeah. together. Yeah. But let me just say this. I've got a 15-year-old daughter and a very choosy wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I can pitch that as a holiday movie this year. We're all going to sit down and watch it and kind of laugh. No, there's not going to be any creepy sex thing that happens. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no, not going to be any terrorism. Nothing, nothing right. can be super complicated. Right. We can eat whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pitching this as a TV at home right. movie, not as a go to a mm -hmm. theater movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. We can yeah. eat whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. I now, love that that's in the pitch. Now, I want to, the reason I picked this next one is because. <laughs> you can eat you, that, that, part Daddy, can we eat whatever we want during yeah, this movie? Can, Actually, sweetheart. yes, we can. Now, <laughs> this next movie, this trailer is a, the trailer is a similar length, but I guarantee you, by the end of this trailer, you're not going to go. You're not going to go. Oh, I've seen the whole. Uh, movie. It says Parasite, and it looks like it's from what, South Korea, which they are making the best, the craziest, craziest movie, shit yes. out of South and Korea. And this director has already made a bunch of crazy shit. Crazy so. sci-fi, yeah. horror, and action, and, and all, all martial arts together. All <laughs> often. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you, South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> This is a tricky preview because it's uh, subtitles. Mm -hmm. Are people listening to this? Yes. Your parents look good. They look unemployed mostly. <laughs> Starts off as possibly a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. 
but he's done the host and Snowpiercer, so you know it's not going to be a romantic comedy. The host is a great movie. I like a movie that turns a corner. This one has multiple corners. <laughs> is it okay with you? Mm, a little bit of English sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. Got to. This is the thing, they all know English. So first there was a tutor, now there's a boy who needs an art tutor. Okay. Now there's more characters we haven't seen before. And a very creepy ring of a doorbell. Mm. You expect Parasite to be one thing, but it turns into something else. And it be- yeah, it's a story of class, sort of. <laughs> it's a Korean Jordan Peele movie. It actually kind of feels like it. <laughs> Whoa. Well, wait, it's called Parasite. Now yes. that now is I... a trailer. Exactly. That's how yeah. you make a trailer. Yep. Do we know what is going to happen? We have no idea. No. Are we intrigued? I'm in. It's a lot yeah. of Asian people going to places that seem interesting. And there's creepy. And something creepy, yeah. terrible is going to yeah, happen. There, there's blood and some uh, perhaps misunderstandings. Is That's this a, a creepy one? Mm-hmm. My wife is out. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a can't eat anything yeah. movie. No. I'm going to tell you that. My wife is out. My daughter might be in, mm-hmm. but I think she's going to want to see that with her friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Her cool friends. Right. Not her uncool dad. Not her uncool dad. <laughs> but I'll see it with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Whatever they're doing in South Korea. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Keep going. Yeah. They keep mm-hmm. making. I mean, the, like when we did the Rick Myers panel at Comic Con, and he showed those movies out of South Korea. Like every year, they're filmmaking there. I don't know what. I'd love to know the the economics of it. Like how are they getting their financing? Right. Why they're allowed to just make these movies that are so artistically mm-hmm. out there? I I think that our problem is in America is everybody's going for that giant financial score. Right. And right. so they they keep loading money into bigger stars because they think that's going to get to box office. And they keep adding on a lot of extraneous and mm-hmm. extra car chases and effects that, yes, those are great, but you don't need that to sell tickets to make a great movie. Right. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, this trailer... You give this a wide release. You show this trailer to people. I mean, I know the subtitles. Some Americans are like, I don't want to read. Yeah. Um, but go like, go to the movies to oh read. Oh, God. <laughs> like, this looks... You don't go anywhere to read. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not going to be long before we won't have to read yeah. anymore. <laughs> but this is like... I'd love to know, like, where the financing comes from for movies there. Is there just independent financiers? Is there, like, government financing? Like, they get out of Australia and but stuff? But if you're going to mm-hmm. make that movie in America and you got to cast big names in it right the budget immediately goes sure. up there it balloons and then yeah. you have all of the big names agents and all of their demands and all this and all of our health and safety uh, precautions. <laughs> i mean come on oh, yeah actors are expendable mm-hmm. uh, insurances <laughs> uh but i'm in 
I'm yeah. in for the parasite. So it looks Me too. Really fun. I, I want to watch the parasite. Uh, so now we have uh, releasing on DVD and Blu-ray. We have the Hustle. This was the remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels that nobody saw, including the makers of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and it was weird. It wasn't even like it was like confusing. Like, is this a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Like they never really did. They get uh, sued. So no, it was they gave credit to the original they, filmmakers. So yeah. and they even had shots that were the same yep. from the original movie, but. It was never really promoted as that's what it, it was, was a remake of. It was just with two women grifters. Yeah. Who were hustling men. Yeah. And the whole thing was so in the originals, here comes a spoiler alert, the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in the 90s, they're 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 uh, they're scamming rich women out of their money. The ending, they get scammed by a woman who's a better con. Scammer. Yeah. yeah, she's a better scammer than them. So what's the what's the plot of this one? Just then, then a man scams them at the end. Don't know. Yes. Can't make a Me Too movie it. with that ending. <laughs> that's, you know, I don't know. Well, the, the preview last night, we, we saw the Hobbs and Shaw last night. One of the previews was the Black Thumb and Louise movie. Oh. do you know, Have you seen the preview for that? No. It looks great. I mean, it's not really Black Thumb and Louise. That's right. a very glib take on it. But it's a, it's a black couple. They accidentally, this is not a spoiler alert. It's in the preview. They accidentally mm-hmm. kill a cop. And they're on and the they run. And they go on the run. And they're yeah. on the run. It's mm-hmm. and you know it's not gonna be happy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that yeah, this was just literally they did a they did a looks like almost a shot for shot yeah, remake. Like, look, well, you know, look, they're making they're remaking overboard and changing the uh, gender roles. We should do that with all of these movies that nobody wants to see again. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, why remake so, dirty rotten I, I, I'm hoping we're done with this now, like uh, mm. with these old movies of uh you know, but because none of these are making money. They're they're all be the complete failures. I mean, Overboard was a disaster, this one was a disaster, so I'm hoping maybe we should stop doing that. Well some of the movies that they're remaking, you're like, Well, that only did okay the first time. Yeah. Why are you remaking that? And the other thing too is like, well let's we're gonna do an all female oceans movie or just make a female heist movie. Yeah, you don't it have to, have to it be an Ocean's movie. It doesn't have to. She doesn't be Danny yeah. Ocean's sister right. or but niece they, or whatever. But this is that same blockbuster mentality. Right. Like yeah. we name it after the other thing, and then the yeah, people who saw that thing will like this thing. Whatever we want to do, don't make, don't take a chance on a new idea. For <laughs> make sure it's based, you, you connected make to an IP on, or something that we can remake on yeah. female con artists. Great. Yeah, I'm all for it. Write right. an interesting script and do it. You want to yeah. make it a comedy, sort of the way Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was fine, but don't just make that movie again yeah i completely agree and, yeah. and it's uh it's <laughs> it takes hollywood a long time to learn lessons oh, God, so we'll see stupid. if it it stinks sinks in now just a dog's wanna... journey is the next movie uh i i really think that uh um there's it's almost a subgenre now that like it literally feel like every every couple months there's a new dog movie like there's one driving in a car with that guy from this is us that's out now people like dogs yeah I, they do i mean <laughs> dogs are popular I feel like it's the same group that makes those Christian movies. Well, you know, there's always a guy that lost his way and then he finds the light. There's some, yeah. I think there's like this weird dog hedge fund that's making these movies. (laughs) (laughs) Is Purina behind these movies? (laughs) Did you see the Kamal one with the dog? No. No. Kamal Nanjani and... uh, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy and a dog. It's been on all the... Oh, Stuber. That's yeah. that's not like a dog movie, though, is it's it? Not? There? No. I don't know. A... I just go by the bus ad. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's a dog movie. That's that. the two of them. 
Uh, um, I think that might have a dog as a co-star. Not, but yeah, a, but it's not a dog. It's no. not a dog movie. It's not a talking dog yeah. that lost his way and finds his right. master through five lives or whatever this right. one is. You know. Okay. Well, this, no, I think they're different. all. I thought it was more like. I a, think everyone is like that. <laughs> but this is that he stupid. That one Stuber. He's a cop. Camille and Johnny's his Uber driver, and they get caught in mm-hmm. some hijinks. And there's a dog in there, but it's not a dog. Right. Movie. Okay. So I I'll mean, take your word for it, Jake. What we're <laughs> trying. A dog. To, there's three people in the poster. One of them's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, what we're trying to get to, Jake, here is what's your favorite dog movie? So. Holy cow. Well, <laughs> I can only think of Turner and Hooch now just because that's the, that's the one that the Stuber ad reminded me of, even though they're probably not <laughs> similar. Tur- so this was a Turner and Hooch remake. Yeah. <laughs> what's the one where they have to find their way home, the family moves, and they have to get back? That's a Dog's a, Way Home? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know if that's a Dog's Way Home. Homeward Bound. Yeah, okay. Homeward Bound. Wow, Aaron, good, how did you know wow, that nice. off the top of your head? All right, fair oh, I enough. I told you it's a good one. Wow, mm-hmm. all right. He's quiet the whole time, and he jumped in That's for that. That's when he jumped yeah. in. It was yeah. the, the, the dog movie that made him cry. That's yeah. what got Aaron on mic. So, um, and then the last movie on DVD and Blu-ray is Brightburn. So Brightburn was the kind of superhero horror movie that was based on, like, what if Superman was Bad. evil? Yeah. And not a good movie, which it was disappointing. Cool premise. Because, cool premise, great premise, but not well done. And another problem with the trailers, the trailer literally showed you the entire movie, including the final scene. Like, it literally showed you the entire movie all the way through, but it just didn't go in there. It was, uh, the best way to describe it, it was a premise in search of a movie. Right. And it also did that, um, that really, really... Um, it fell into that really bad trap that the bigger budget movies come into because this was like a low budget kind of superhero-y, you know, um, dark like take on the whole mythology. It's like, all right, we need to spend the rest of the uh, credits in the movie setting up the world so we could have a thousand sequels and show all these new comic book characters and superhero characters. But if you don't make a good movie the first time, nobody cares about the world that you're building. Mm-hmm. Ask Universal Monsters. You know, oh, when we the saw The Mummy. The Adventures yeah. of Remo Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I was down for the second one, but they were like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to make a good movie first before you can have a cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a shame. It was one of those movies that like, oh, this looks really cool. Want to support independent filmmaking? Mm, yeah, miss the mark. So um, all right, all right. In this site spotlight, the fan feedback. Um, yes, we are liquidating the store, so you can check out. Everything is discounted. Um, there is plenty of uh, DVDs and books back. I know everything is going digital, so we're getting rid of our physical inventory. So you can check that out. A lot of you have been taking advantage. Somebody bought two 4X earbuds shirts. Oh, wow. And we have, uh, we have a few of those left as well. And uh, if we have any more Podfest shirts or extra shirts, we will throw in shirts. Um, if you buy one, it'll still be getting one free if we have the, uh, the supply in your size. So yeah, and uh, episode 600, we're going to do that live December 12th. We'll have a ticket link up for that probably in the next mm-hmm. couple weeks. So look out for that. And um, yeah, follow us on all the social media. What do we got coming out this week, buddy? There's only one, Graham. What? And it's one movie that, because uh, uh, we're getting into that dead time, that kind of end of summer uh, before all the awards movies comes out. Angel has fallen. Oh, the Gerard Butler things movie. keep falling. Wherever yes, I Gerard know, Butler's I know. around, it's uh, it, it's London, the White House. Speaking of direct to DVD movies, it's yeah. a weather satellite. Sure, one time? sure, yeah. yeah. That Why one not? Fell? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, falling. I'm sure that fell. And then the Dog's uh, Journey fell. Yep, the Angel, the Angel is fine. And uh, uh, I guess these movies are making money. They keep making them, so clearly somebody's watching them. 
Uh, I don't know if Gerard Butler is, but uh, because if there's ever an actor that has walked through Moon or these movies, it's it's him. Maybe Morgan Freeman, but uh, um, this this I, I even the trailer alone, it could be like, wow, everyone looks bored, you know, because it's it's just turn this out. The other ones made money, just make another one. But it's the same premise over and over. I don't care. Make us more money. So. And I don't know what else Gerard Butler is doing. Like, you know, we talked about, like, all right, well, between Avengers movies, this is what Chris Evans is doing. Um, you know, Gerard Butler has done a bunch of movies, but this is all he's doing now. Like, I don't see him in a lot of indie movies doing, like, you know, different... This this is it. Well, do you think yeah. he may have run out his cool guy cash, cachet, and, and these are the choices that he has? It could be. It could be, it that. Could be for it sure. Could be like, like, he's not getting offered the cool indie, you know, actor yeah. scripts. and Like, un- you know, after 300, it was like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy in more yeah. action movies. And like, oh, well, the, okay, now I'm done. Not so, any action yeah. movie. Yeah. We're finally at night. But to be fair to Gerard, if, if, if you had a, a crank, great singer too. if you had a crank in your house and you could turn that crank and a million dollars would fall out. Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't stop turning the crank. No, you would if keep turning If somebody came to me and said, Graham, you want to do, you know, Dog's Journey is Fallen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, you know. man. I'm, I would do that if you're mm-hmm. like... Someday somebody's going to take this crank away, so you should use it while you can. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll crank that thing till I'm don't I'm set financially, mm-hmm. and I don't have to no, worry. I think you still keep because... cranking it to see if it works. <laughs> it's been a couple months since you walked by. And, like, and here's the that thing, thing, too. still works? Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor. George Butler is yes, a good is. actor, and he's actually he's a, he's a good singer, too. Like, there's a, plenty of things he could do. Um, but I don't know, like you said, if this is all he's getting offered or if this is what he's choosing. I mean, we, we don't know, but... Um, I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of these Fallen movies. <laughs> There's probably going to be more. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think anyone in this room is going to rush out and see this this weekend. Not to my mm, knowledge. Not so fast. Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie, for me, this is this is an airplane movie. Yeah. You know, yep. you're on the plane yes. and you look mm-hmm. through all of them and you go, oh, right, I'm going to watch that now on the plane. I remember plane. when that came out. Yeah. And- yeah. Morgan I want to Freeman's see all the, the drones attack everybody. Morgan Freeman's the president. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, just typical, like, Gerard Butler's blamed for it. Oh, double cross, black ops, whatever. Sure, go get it. Blow them up. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. That's uh, it. At 478, so, lock it down. So, Jake, where can people find you online or live? Oh, uh, you know, I have a website, mm-hmm. <laughs> jakethis.com, and then the podcast is called the Jake This Podcast, and mm-hmm. you can internet, social media me, Jake This, or Jake Johansson. Graham has inspired me to try doing some YouTubing, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to do that now on my Jake Johansson channel on YouTube. Oh, great. And if you just put in Jake Comedian, I think a lot, some of mine... I'm in that first page a lot yeah. of times. <laughs> so if you like me, check out the pod. If you if you're kind of like on the fence right now, I mm-hmm. you know I don't know. Give it a try. See what you mm-hmm. think. But it's nothing personal. I I won't I won't be hurt. You listen to half of it. You don't like it. You can listen to something else. That's I'm the, the worst. At that's the best passive aggressive pitch I've worst. ever heard. <laughs> All right. Any tour dates coming up or? No, well, I've had a couple things cancel. I'm going to put put the next shows coming up on the website. I'm going to be in San Francisco before the end of the year, Chicago before the end of the year, and ah, one other place. So go to my website and find out the <laughs> place I'm going to be before the end of the year. And I'll be in I'll be in Santa Monica with you, Graham. We'll be hanging out. We'll be hanging out. We'll be drinking coffee. Do some local shows in Santa Monica every once in a while, right? Because I know you do some every once in a while. Yeah. We should. We got to we got to get a regular There's that comedy theater there that we did. Uh, 
um, West Side Comedy Theater. Yeah, yeah. It was, or, 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 when we recorded, um, yeah, it's West Side Comedy uh, Theater. That's one. Yeah, that's Kevin a nice Pollack. Place. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's mm-hmm. good theater. Good little mm-hmm. con- like 120 seat comedy club mm-hmm. right off the Third Street Promenade. It's in the alley. It's in so the you alley. You park yeah, in the parking yeah. garage and walk straight into the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it's run by some couple guys from Chicago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's for folks. The uh, Progressive Comedy Tour. We Ron Placone and I are coming to. The middle of the country in September 4th through the 8th, we are going to be in Omaha, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Madison, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Iowa City. Go to GrahamElwood.com for all your tour dates. Also, we will be in Australia, uh, November 14th, Melbourne, November 15th, Adelaide, the 17th. We will be in Sydney, like I said, with Alice Frazier, and the 22nd, we will be in Perth. All those tickets are available at GrahamElwood.com. And uh, check out my graphic novel on Going Far Away. Signed copies at ComedyFilmNerds.com. Although if you're in uh, the comic book convention, Starburns Press is bringing copies. You can get them there. The next one will be Dragon Con. You can check out. Uh, they will have them there at the Starburns Press table. And uh, we're doing another Kickstarter for the next book next month. I will keep you guys posted on that as well. And uh, that's it. That's our episode. Thank you, Jake Johansson, for coming out here to the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. This was fun. You know, driving over here, I thought, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) And now, I feel like I would do it again. We've won you over. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, the December 12th show, if you're in town, it's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter, and it's our sick turn of the episode. So anybody that's ever been a guest on our show, come by, just pop in, do a quick little five minute, tell us what movies you've seen to celebrate 600. We've been doing the show for 10 years. So you now qualify. If, if you're yeah. around, mm-hmm. if you're not one of those cities, you can't remember December 12th, uh, come by. <laughs> okay. That's a fair deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair deal. Uh, thank you, Aaron Brungard, for expressing your love of dog movies. <laughs> um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first.